Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Franchise Interviews, where for over 15 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs who own one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show. Well, today, Franchise Interviews is celebrating National Pizza Day, Wednesday, February 9th. You know, over the years, we've met with some exciting pizza franchises, and today, you're going to hear interviews with three pizza franchises. So first, you'll hear an interview with Mary Jane Riva, CEO of Pizza Factory. Next, we're going to meet with Tom Krause, the CEO of Donato's Pizza. And then we're going to end the show with Jeff Melnick, the president of Boston's Pizza. And let's go right into our interview with Mary Jane Riva, CEO of Pizza Factory. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Mary Jane Riva, the CEO of the Pizza Factory. And founded 30 years ago, Pizza Factory has become well-known for serving fresh, high-quality pizza, sandwiches, salads, and more. Hi, Mary Jane. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Marty. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is my pleasure, Mary Jane. You know, I just I made sure that I ate lunch before I spoke to you today. Because I knew I love pizza. I could eat pizza every day, so so I definitely came prepared. You know, this is we always like to ask our guests, "Where are you calling from today, Mary Jane?" Uh, I'm actually on the coast of California right now, heading down for the holidays. But our corporate office is actually in Oakhurst, right outside of Yosemite. So, not too too rough having an office up there. No, it's not, is it? A beautiful part of the country, absolutely. You know, Pizza Factory, I mean, really has a long history, Mary Jane. You know, we've been doing the show now 11 years, and I can't say that we've had a lot of organizations that have been around 30 years, you know, so I I think that's fantastic. I know Pizza Factory has a very interesting history. Maybe we could talk about some of the highlights during that time. Yeah, you're right. We have been around a long time, and the concept has always been um, we tend to go into smaller communities where a lot of your other brands you see will not. Um, mm-hmm. They they look at demographics. They look at rooftops, and, and we're quite the opposite. We go into a community because we're so family-based, and we're also very right. involved in our communities. Our owners are that we really go in and uh, try to find a town that's going to for us. So we go into a lot of smaller towns and uh but, yeah, our product is different than everybody else's and the fact that we still are the old-fashioned pizzeria where we make everything on right. site. And, yeah, so it's it's kind of a throwback. Which is great. You know, and that's that's definitely your, your niche in the market, Mary Jane. You know, it was interesting. What caught my attention when I was reading about the Pizza Factory was um, you had this, this no-bully zone mm-hmm. program, you know, and I thought that was really fantastic. We had a franchise many years ago. It's going back like five, six years ago. And he started a, a karate franchise because he was bullied as a child, you know, and, and this is a real problem mm-hmm. in the United States. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that because I thought it was a great program. Yeah, for us, it 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 encompasses a lot of different things, not only our communities with the anti-bully program. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't raise funds for it. It's not a, a profit thing at all. It's strictly right. what we do is we give to the schools all the materials because schools do not have the funding anymore. No. to be able to do some of these programs. So we provide the programs for them, and we go and talk to the kids. But we employ so many uh, young folks in our towns. I mean, it's speech parlor, usually mm-hmm. it's high school kids. So right. there's that element of the kids that are working for us. But then plus, because we are a sit-down family restaurant, we have so many kids coming in all the time. So we try really hard to 
give materials to the parents and to the kids to be able to at least talk about it and see what is maybe a lot of times the parents will sit down with their kids at dinner and they're all having to sit there because it's the pizza right. they all have to eat from the same thing. And we have little uh, menus and different coloring sheets for the kids, and it actually engages the parents with the kids to start having that conversation because maybe their child is experienced something, and most of the time parents don't even know what's going on with their kids right. when, it, when they're being bullied. They don't tell anybody. So we're trying to, you know, give them uh, both the schools and parents and just the atmosphere in our restaurants that it's something to be able to be talked about and to give them alternatives, what do you do if you're being bullied? And sometimes it's, what if you're the bully? You know, maybe the sure. bullies, you know, needs help. Sometimes we forget about the people that actually have the the issue that feels like they have to bully others. Yeah, I would agree with you, Mary Jane. You know, my, my son, we sent him to a Christian school, and, you know, in all the years he's been going to the school, you know, they've never mm-hmm. addressed the topic of bullying. And I was mm-hmm. we were really surprised and shocked about it, you know, and, and we, you know, confronted the, the principal of the school. You know, I guess she just, it never occurred to her, you know, and, and we know yeah. that sometimes it does go on, and it doesn't matter what school it is, you know, it could be oh, the absolutely. finest school. It happens all kids over the place, kids. doesn't it? Kids are kids, absolutely. Oh, yeah. kids you know, are kids. We were kids. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, absolutely. and that's, that was my son, too. He went to a Christian school, and he had the same experiences, and I had no idea. You know, I, they just, right. you know, kids don't come home and tell you all the time. And it was the same thing, you know. They, uh, sometimes we just don't pay attention or we're not a, aware of what's really going on. So we just, it's just, it's a real uh, it's a real close project for me personally because of my son and, and right. just I love kids and working with kids and how many kids that we touch every day at our restaurant. Uh, it's just it's just something that really works for us. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's great to be able to go into a school and do a presentation and you see those kids raising their hands, telling their story or, you know, they, they talk about something and you just, uh, your heart strings, you know, you just go, oh, my gosh, of there's so many kids that are affected by this. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's it's a wonderful program. Maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, how technology has played a role in the business today, Mary Jane. You know, because it's, it's been around a long time, 30 years. So I, I mm-hmm. know the way you do things. The Pizza Factory today is much different than the way you did it 30 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Um, how has technology played a role in the business today? You know, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge role for everybody, and it's changing daily. And yeah. from you're right, from 30 years ago, I mean, there wasn't a POS system that were in stores. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the old-fashioned cash register. So we right. adapted. You know, you have to retrain everybody and get everybody on to the, the, same, uh, the same goal of staying with the technology and staying relevant in the market out there today. And between the POS system and you've got text club now, you've got email club, Twitter. I mean, it just goes on and on. And every day there's yeah. something new. So it's really staying on top of it and, and staying educated as best as you can because it does change so fast. Um, so we have a lot of, we have a good advertising agency and we've got people in our office that that's what they do is make sure that we are right. staying relevant because you can real quick get behind the sure. times these days. You know, it just Absolutely. happens so fast. It sure does, yeah. yeah. It is well said. You know, pizza is, you know, what I love about pizza is it's, 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 it's healthy. You, you know, Mary Jane. So, you know, like when, mm-hmm. you know, my wife and I, we go out, you know, we'll go out for pizza because it, 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 it's a healthy alternative. Um, but it seems it's interesting, you know, in doing the show such a long time now, it's amazing how the pizza industry, it just seems to keep getting bigger and bigger. What, what are the numbers up to today? Where are we at in the pizza industry? Gosh, 
as far as units out there for uh, uh, well, UBC I even like I guess sale, I, you know, I saw a crazy number. Well, I, I don't know if it was on your website. I think it was like was it like forty million? Was it forty million? I can't remember how many. Something yeah, something like that. It's, it's, it's a crazy <laughs> number of how many. Yeah. Pizzas are served yeah. every single day in the United States. I mean, yeah. it's really, it's it's part of our culture, and isn't it? You know, so I mean, it's safe to say that you know you're certainly part of a huge industry, and this industry just seems to mm-hmm. keep getting bigger and bigger, which I I think is wonderful. What's what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you, you know, since taking over the leadership role of, of Pizza Factory, Mary Jane? Anything stand out? I'm sure you have hundreds of stories that that you could recite. But yeah. Anything stand out over the time? Yeah, you know, there there is there's been a lot of changes that we've done in the last 5 years alone, but mm-hmm. it is you know, there's a lot of pizza out there and you're right, yeah. you know, it's just it it's it's eaten a lot and it's shared a lot, mm-hmm. but it's everybody has their own experience and I think it's the experience of the different pizza places that you see out there. Um, which one of the things that sets us apart is that we are still that old-fashioned pizzeria where you go in after your football games, you, you take your family right. in. We're not a takeout and, and delivery only. So there's a lot of places out there um, that you can get pizza. And, and you know, speaking of nutrition, what you started out with, it's interesting because, you know, pizza really is. I mean, if you gave your kids a pizza, leftover pizza in the morning, it's, much better than a lot of those sugary cereals yes. that are out there. Yeah. And so pizza really does. I mean, it has all the food groups and everything. So a lot of times people tend to want to think pizza is not a, a good uh, source of nutrition, but it actually does have a lot of good elements in it that, especially like I said, for, pizza, or for breakfast, if you can't get your kid to eat, most of them will eat right. pizza. And uh, so it's a it's a good way to to keep that nutrition in them. But there is, there's there's so many new pizza places coming out. Um, and it's a constant who's coming out with the next new fad, um, and right. a lot of them are that. And, you know, for us, it's still been the same thing, a good quality product, uh, treat your community well, integrate with your community, uh, be a part of it, don't just go in and set up shop. And so that's that's still, for us, been the, the driving force, and that's what we're going to continue to do regardless of what the – uh, the new fads that are coming out mm-hmm. are going to stick with what's worked for us for 30 years, and we've been successful for it with it. So, yeah, absolutely. It's nice having that track record, and it's nice having that history. And that's you know the beauty of franchising, Mary Jane, is that you know your franchisees they become part of a system that's been around for mm-hmm. 30 years. And how many of us can say that? You know, I mean, yeah. it, to just start a business and say, okay, we've been around for 30 years. You know, it, it's yeah. It doesn't happen. That can only happen really with franchising, you know. So I, I, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. What types of characteristics then do you look for in your franchisees, Mary Jane? Anything, any particular type of traits? You know, we we really look. We we do our our studies and we you know do our due diligence with our franchisees mm-hmm. or our prospects like everybody else. But what we're really looking for. Um, when it really comes down to it, we like to sit one-on-one with them and really get to know their personality because of our culture, because we do get involved in our communities. We're looking for folks that really want to give back. They're not just right. looking at, to set up a bunch of pizza places and, you know, have managers and walk around. We want the people that are going to really believe in the product, number one, um, yeah. because we have a great product and we don't want someone to come in and, and and really not stand behind the product, but they have to be sure. able to in, get in their communities, 
make those connections and have that personality with both their staff and their community. So when people come in, it is their pizza place. It is that town's pizza place, and they know the owner. The owner knows their name. It's a very, very personal experience for everybody. It's that old-fashioned, you know, hometown pizzeria feel that we want that owner to project when they go into community. So we really look at their personality and uh, whether or not they have that that kind of outgoing uh, community, uh, you know, just that whole sense about themselves. Yeah, I think that's so important, Mary Jane. You know, it, it, I'll tell you a funny story. There's a pizza place that we go to here in eastern Pennsylvania, and we've been going there now for about 11 years, and uh, the owner of the place has still yet to say hi to me, you know. <laughs> I don't think oh, he knows wow. my name. And wow. you, think, you, you think of all the business that, you know, we've given mm-hmm. him, you know, and it's great because the location is great, you know, so it, it's it's right there, and the, and the pizza is pretty good. But um, I, I tell you, his customer service skills are just horrible, you know, and I just say, yeah. he, he, you know, he wouldn't be a good franchisee to the pizza factory that's for sure you know it's uh yeah. <laughs> you know but that is that's yeah. so important you know exactly what you're looking for you know and it makes sense that you know it has to be someone who really you know wants to be part of the community and knowing your customers names is, is so important isn't it you know you get to know mm-hmm. them over time and what i love about pizza too is you have that repeat sale factor don't you i mean once you start building that right. client base everything seems to flow from that point doesn't it yeah it does and you know the marketing and how you approach those guests uh, because ultimately when you forget that that guest is walking in the door and maybe they're walking into your store, you know, right. two, three hundred times a year, if you don't know that, you know, shame on you. <laughs> you know, exactly. That, that guest is why you're, that's why you're open and, and we try to really impress upon our employees. You know, that guest that's walking in your door right now is why you're getting a check. It's not because I'm writing exactly. that check. It's because that exactly. guest is, and, and, and that should be respected and, and acknowledged and, you know, that's just always been something that the Pizza Factory, that our brand, um, we're, that's what we, just what we believe in. We believe that you give back. You know, you right. get what you, you give. And, and you should be, so you're going into community and you want this community to support you. Well, you know what? You should be supporting them right back and doing exactly. what you can to be a part of that community and not just expecting to take Right. And this formula has proven to be successful. You know, I mean, again, being around such a long time now that you know that this mm-hmm. particular formula works, you know, you, you have this, this successful track record, you know, so I, I think that's terrific. How does the training work, Mary Jane? I mean, do, you know, once you decide you do like them, they like you, and they want to come on board as a franchisee, do they typically come out to headquarters for training? Is that how it works? It's a little bit of that. that we have uh, some classroom training that's at mm-hmm. headquarters, and then we also have a training kitchen. So we Instead of just putting them into a training store that's actually a live working restaurant, we like to put them in a training kitchen for a week, and then they're just one-on-one with our food and beverage supervisor, and they learn the product. They learn our culture because it's the product. Everything has to reflect our culture, which is our mission statement is to be awesome. And so everything that we do, whether it's we make our food, how we represent ourselves, everything has to reflect that mission statement that it's awesome. So we put them in a week, and we want them to not only learn the food exactly the way it should be made, but we also want them to understand why and and what the importance is and, and all the culture part that goes with it so that they understand when they get into their own store that that culture is going to resonate in their community. So then after that, 
they go right. into a live working training store, and they're there for about three weeks. And then once they open their store, we have a, an opening crew. It's a corporate staff that goes and works with them for a week. And then we have the ongoing uh, support that goes on, you know, for the term of their franchise, of course. Um, we're really big into education, you know, keeping the right. franchisees educated and not letting them get behind because it's so hard to keep up with everything. Yeah, sure. It just really is. And we know that. I'm still a franchisee. I, you know, I started out as oh, a wow. franchisee back in 1990, and, and then we bought the company in 2012. So I'm still a franchisee, and I will remain a franchisee because we want to make sure that we're always, uh, we're always close to that pulse of what the franchisee is going through. And right. so, you know, when we came onto this, it wasn't, it wasn't that we didn't have any, uh, knowledge of it. We, we really do live and breathe what everybody goes through every day as a, as a franchisee. So that, that plays a big role in the decisions that we make. Yeah, I imagine it does. I mean, you can empathize certainly with, with your franchisees, you know, and, and not all franchisors can actually say that. They haven't all been franchisees, you know, within the system, you know, so I, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's really important and, and fantastic. So I, I guess I can ask you what a typical day is like because you are a franchisee. I mean, what, what is that yeah. like for uh, a pizza factory franchisee, Mary Jane? You know, different levels depending on uh, the, the size of your store, obviously, and the right. volume. But for me personally, you know, the store opens up around or the, you get to the store between 9 and 10 and you do your morning right. your morning getting ready and then it starts at 11 you've got your you know your lunch crowd and you the, the prep is done during the day and then you have your night your night crowds rushes hopefully you have fundraisers going on and parties cuz we have party rooms so you gauge yourself for that kind of and then you know you're making the product that's that's one of the for me I I still I'll go in if I'm visiting stores or my own store. That's the first thing I want to do is get behind that table and make a pizza. <laughs> wow! It's just you know, it's just we toss it's up fun, the pizza. It's fun, isn't it? Still. Yeah, we, it is. You know, I had a is. chance to work in a pizza store, and I used to love. I, I and I wasn't the best at it, by the way. I probably wasn't trained by the best person, <laughs> but you know, it was always a lot of fun for me to make it pizza. Is. It really is. There's something so much. It, it's a lot of fun to, to to make it. You know, it's 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 yeah. it's really fantastic. You know, so I I, I think yeah. that's terrific. That's great. What advice, Mary Jane, would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? You know, we've been doing the show such a long time now, and and one of the yeah. the biggest things we've learned is that you know a lot of our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise they don't know where to begin because, like you were saying earlier, there, there's so much out there today. You know, I mean, there's just yeah. so much to choose from. Most of them don't even know where to begin. It just becomes overwhelming. Yep. You know, from everything you've learned, you know, up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners? Well, the first there's a couple things, and one that as we're going through this journey ourselves from being a franchisee to the franchisor, it's understanding the roles of the franchisor versus mm-hmm. the franchisee. That's a really big important. Really, what is the role that you're playing versus the franchisor? And then when right. you're looking at brands, the other thing for brands to me is is really looking under the hood. Don't just sure. look at all the stuff on the surface. Really dig down. Uh, see what extra charges there, you know, are they marking up stuff, you know, really evaluate a brand to a brand and not just the fluff kind of stuff that you see on the top. And it's a lot of due diligence, right. but, you know, ask, ask the questions that are, that are going to be once you're in there, you know, are they marking up the food product? Are they marking up advertising materials? You know, what, what are you paying? So really, really dig down and ask um, a lot more questions 
and right. I would talk to, I would talk to a lot of franchisees that are in the system and see how they feel about the franchisor and the the brand itself. I would do a lot of due diligence with franchisees because they're the ones that are going to tell you. Right, absolutely. I love how you said look under the hood. You know, I, I've mentioned doing the show such a long time. I've never heard that analogy before. I think that's very clever to look under the hood, you know, to go deep, you know, mm-hmm. inside and look what's under, not yeah. just what's on top. You know, we have this great quote in yeah. franchising. I'm going to put that one in there because uh, I, I, I think that's fantastic. You know, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Pizza Factory, I mean, you have a lot of franchisees that you can call, right? I mean, I think you're up to, is it over 100 yes. franchisees now, Mary yes. Jane? So there's yeah. plenty of people We've got you know, that. Of- oh, good. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was going to say we oh, we sorry. have them. They've been in the system for they've been in the system from 30 years. We have franchisees, you know, that have been in that long, and we have them that are just getting on. So there's a wide range. So and you want to hit right. all those, you know, you want to hit the newbies, you want to hit the older ones, you want yes. to want to get their feel of what's been going on and how they've been treated. And but, but yeah, it's there's a lot of people to call. There's a lot of people to ask. There's a lot of different town sizes. So when you're doing mm-hmm. your due diligence. Right. You know, really, really, really get out there and, and dig deep. That's terrific. What I can ask you the, the last question, Mary Jane, because that's, you know, being the, 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 the leadership role of the company. I mean, where do you see Pizza Factory? I mean, if you could look into a crystal ball, maybe three years, five years down the road, where mm-hmm. do you see the organization? You know, it's funny because I, I do that a lot. But mm-hmm. certainly at the beginning of each year when we're coming up to 2018, that's, you know, I, I, I always do an evaluation of where we're right. looking. Education, education is still always going to be the forefront for me, mm-hmm. educating um, the franchisees, educating myself. Uh, the other is the growth. We're, we're expanding out further east now, so I see us growing. Texas is a big state for us right now in Wyoming, so I see okay. us growing. Uh, we became a partnership with the Sharks NHL team on the West Coast. We're their wow. uh, official pizza. Yeah, so that's exciting. That's so we're looking at ways to keep our brand alive and keep it relevant because people are uh, they still they still want a place to go and meet with of as course. much as this millennial millennial thing is out there where everybody's on their phone. They are, but they still like that community. And Absolutely. we're we're always going to be we're always going to stay true to that, which is community. Whether you're in a restaurant or we're out in the town, that's still going to be. We're not going to change. We're not going to go with these trends of fast, fast, fast. Um, we want people to be engaged with each other, you know, and right, talk and their kids. And so, yeah. That's so we're terrific. Gonna be growing. Well, uh, we're still, we're yeah, still I'm looking forward to you hitting Eastern Pennsylvania. You know, it, it's a it's, yeah. You know, I, I can see you hitting this area. You know, down the road. You know, so I I think that's fantastic. What's the best way for our listeners to get more information on uh, Pizza Factory as as a franchise opportunity? Of course, Mary Jane, and, and even the product itself. Are there any websites that they can go to? Yeah, PizzaFactory.com is our our, our website. Okay. Franchising is is PizzaFactoryFranchises.com. Or, you know, we have an 800 number, uh, Google us, 1-800-654-4840. But uh, they'll find us. We're out there. That's fantastic. Well, I've really enjoyed having you on the show, Mary Jane. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Tom Krause, the CEO of Donato's. Donato's is a family-owned, privately-held company that treats its franchise partners like they're part of their family. Their mission is to promote goodwill through their products and service, 
principles and people. Hi, Tom. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, this is my pleasure, Tom. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Tom? Calling from beautiful Columbus, Ohio. That's it, You know, it's amazing when I think about it, Tom, because this is where Donato's actually got their start, didn't they? That's right. Yeah, we started on the south side of Columbus uh, 58 years ago. That's incredible. I, 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 that number, I mean, that amazes me, Tom. We've been doing this show now 14 years, and it's, it's very rare that I get to hear a number like that. You know, it's like usually like <laughs> 10 years, 20 years, but 57 years. I mean, that's, right. it, it's, it's fantastic. And, you know, I mean, when we talk about Donato's, Tom, I mean, what an amazing history, as you mentioned. You know, I mean, you go all the way back to, I guess it's like 1963. And, you know, the, the story is kind of amazing, too. I mean, when, when you think about it, and I know you know this story, but, you know, Jim Grody, you know, starts the organization for, I, I think it was like a little over $1,000. Maybe you could talk like a little bit about, you know, some of the highlights that's happened over the last, you know, 57 years. 57 years. Let me see if I can squeeze that into a minute. Uh, <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> well, my, Jim's my father-in-law, and he started when he actually bought the name and the recipe for Donatas when he was 19 years old. He was a sophomore at Ohio State, and he uh, borrowed money from his father and his future yeah. father-in-law to start uh, start this little pizza shop on the south side of Columbus. Wow. Um, it was uh, Jim's whole idea. He started... Uh, working when he was 13, washing pizza pans at a little uh, pizza shop. Wow. And uh, it was uh, this pizza shop was owned by these two different gentlemen. One was a real friendly fellow who loved his customers and mm -hmm. people, and the other was kind of a miserly. Uh, he's the kind of guy that would uh, – he, he'd water down the pizza sauce at the end of the night so he could get three more pizzas out of it kind of thing. Oh, that's funny. And, and my father-in-law watched the differences in how these two gentlemen did business, and he noticed the one – the nights that the one gentleman worked, business was great. The nights when the other gentleman worked, it wasn't. And from then right. on, he said, I'm going to do business someday, and I'm going to do it with ethics and morals and values. And yeah. uh, that's really kind of the basis for Donato's. It seemed like, too, you know, as I was studying the history of Donato's, um, Jim was very big on consistency, and, and he still is today, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's, he's fanatical about consistency. Yeah. In fact... He developed a system, an operating system that really no one in the industry has anything like this. It makes it super easy for any operator to run and make pizzas and run the pizza shop, and it makes for a, an absolutely consistent product every time. Part of history, too. I'm, I'm a big fan, uh, Tom, of the show Undercover Boss, and I remember when Donato's was on Undercover Boss. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess you could probably say that's part of the history, too, isn't it? You know, because I, I, we've had guests like Catherine Monson on the show in the past, you know, and she talked about her experience, you know, but I'm, I'm sure that certainly played a, a positive role or an interesting role in, in the history of Donato's, hasn't it? Oh, we sure did. You know, we were presented with the idea. Uh, we have friends over at White Castle, and they were yeah. they were one of the first uh, people that were on that show, and uh, they had mentioned uh, us to uh, the network. And so right. we looked at it, and we said, oh, you know what? No matter what happens, we treat people with goodwill, and right. whatever happens, we'll, we'll uh, respond in the right way. And of course, we didn't expect some of the things that happened on yeah. the show, but <laughs> it, ended up, it really ended up being a great experience. We were able to help some people in a pretty yeah. meaningful way, and uh, and it did uh, show a little bit about the way Donato's 
treats people, and that right. was a positive thing, too. It was nice to see. Was that what drew you to Donato Tom? Because, you know, I was studying your background, you know, I mean, and by the way, I mean, you have a very impressive background, and I was kind of even starstruck. I mean, that you got to, you know, you worked with Wendy's for a long time. You know, you got to know Dave Thomas. I mean, um, what, what, what drew you to Donato's? What was it? Was it the family atmosphere that, that drew you to the organization? You know, that's a great question, Marty, because, uh, yeah, I was, uh, at the time, I had been at Wendy's for probably 16 years, 17 years, wow. something like that. Yeah. Was vice president of marketing there, and, and mm-hmm. like you said, I got a chance to work with one of the great icons in the restaurant yeah. business, Dave Thomas, very closely. Yeah. And I was uh, super happy in my career at the time. What was going on at Donato's, Donato's had just been purchased by McDonald's. McDonald's right. had bought uh, Donato's Boston yeah. Market and Chipotle as yep. part of the, they called it a, a meal occasion strategy. They were growing different brands. Uh-huh. So they had purchased Donato's and they were building a team, you know, to grow. And right. so honestly, they uh, approached me and it, I, I really saw it as just a job opportunity. I was right. super happy at Wendy's, but, yeah. um, and then I fell in love with this company. I fell in love right. with the values of the company, fell in love with the product. And actually, years later, I fell in love with the founder's daughter. And she's my <laughs> wife, <great>. Jane. <laughs> she's the chairwoman of the company. And That's so, so I'm all in. Let's put it down. That's way. fantastic. I'm kind of all in here. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, no, it, it's a great story when I, when I hear it, Tom. You know, it, it's really amazing. And, I mean, Donato's is, is certainly a, a powerful uh, brand name, but I mean, if there's anyone who's unfamiliar with Donato's, Tom, I mean, how do you typically describe your organization to, let's say, a prospective franchisee? Well, I, I would say a few things. One is, uh, and probably first and foremost, is the product. It is mm-hmm. a, a super premium product. We have, yeah. we we use fresh sliced veggies on our pizza. We have lots of toppings, like a large pepperoni pizza has a hundred right. pepperonis on it. Um, we have a thin crust that we're known for. So yep. there are a lot of aspects about our product that really uh, makes it uh, uh, kind of the highlight. The right. other part is, as our operating system, it it is a, um, like I said, Jim developed a, a way to produce pizzas that you're not mixing dough in the back of the room and you're not right. having the inconsistent uh, product that you get when you're dealing with, um, you know, those types of pizzas. So we we produce the the uh, pizza crusts in our commissary here. Mm-hmm. Those are shipped to the stores, and then uh, the process to make a pizza is automated and very very simple. So, uh, you know, it's that aspect. And then the the last aspect is really the people side, and it's. Right. You know, we are very focused on um, bringing your um, character, bringing your whole self to work every day. We're a family organization. We truly are a family organization. We have a third generation uh, is working within the company right now. But it really feels different here. And and the culture, I think, is the one thing. If you'd ask any of our franchise partners, um, and by the way, we call them franchise partners because that's how we – operate but right. they would say it's a real family feel so we're very supportive it's not uh, like a lot of franchise uh, organizations where right. it's a concept and an operating manual and then you know good luck and we'll see you later we're, we're right. there with them all along the way 
Yeah, I mean that's what I get when I when I research Donato's Tom is 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 the culture. You know, I mean it's it, the, the culture mm-hmm. is, is a big part of the brand. You know, and and it makes sense. You know, as far as you know franchising when when you become a franchisee to Donato's, I mean you become part of that family, don't you? Oh, it, most definitely. You know, we like I said, uh, the family was not intending to sell to McDonald's back in '99, right. and, and right. McDonald's approached them, and it was an opportunity to grow the business. McDonald's uh, interests went elsewhere. Four years later, their stock mm-hmm. dropped, and they were wanting yeah. to get out of the business. And the family bought it back, and they bought it back because yep. of the people. And right. you know, that's the kind of organization this is. We're not. Uh, you know, we're in the people business. We happen to serve right. pizza as a way to <laughs> as a way to impact. Sure, people. but we're trying we're trying to make a difference. We're trying to make a difference in all the communities that we do business in. We're very very active in the communities. Very active in the nonprofit worlds. Uh, my wife uh, Jane uh, and her dad helped fund and created a, a nonprofit on the south side of Columbus that's really impacting people in need and and literally saving people's lives. That's the kind of thing that we want to do. Everybody loves pizza, and if you can be successful in the pizza business, you have the resources to help not only your employees, but the people in the community. So it is. It, it, we, we have a phrase, it's bigger than the pizza. That's what we mm-hmm. like to say around yeah, here. Yeah, I like so. that. I like that. And you've done, not to embarrass you, Tom, but you, I mean, you've done a very good job, a great job with, with the organization. I know there was one year, I mean, you were voted, you know, was it the CEO of the year, you know, and, it, and it's interesting, you know, because you have a, a marketing background like myself, you know, and, and you say, you know, what, what, what was all that attributed to? Uh, the CEO of the year, we just paid them off. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. No, I, I, I think it's a tribute to, to the whole culture of the organization. Yeah. I mean, I'm right. fortunate to be able to, to lead the people here. And, yeah, right. But it's really the, the culture and mm-hmm. the difference that uh, we're trying to make. We've, uh, you know, we've had a pretty successful run here in the last 10 years and yeah. got a, a big future ahead of us, so... That's great. That is, it, it's, it's wonderful. The, the theme of the show last year, Tom, is I, I, we couldn't seem to get away from, you know, COVID. You know, I mean, it, yeah. a lot of businesses, of course, had to pivot, you know, and, and, and shift a bit. How has the pandemic played a role with, with Donato's? Well, I'll tell you, you know, there, there were a number of silver lining type things I would point mm-hmm. to. One, yeah. one was it taught us how to communicate better to the organization. I mean, we thought we did a good job, but, you know, when every three days something different was happening in the world, we had to learn how to stick together and communicate. Um, We also looked at technology. We had been working on a number of uh, technology advances, and so we accelerated a lot of those. Uh, You know, our digital ordering platform, about 60% of our business is, is done over uh, online, and most of that's over the phone. We had to, you know, we put some uh, new features into that. Uh, we have pickup, we have windows, pickup windows in a number of our uh, restaurant locations. Right. So we were able to optimize the pickup side of the business. Um, so, you know, a lot of things that we were working on, it really yeah. kind of forced us to accelerate. Right. And, you know, the pizza business really, did well. We did well from a uh, sales yeah. standpoint, right? Because that's what customers were at home, and 
needed food, yeah. and we were there to, to provide it to them. Yeah. I mean, pizza's comfort food, too, isn't it, Tom? You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, you know, we order pizza mm-hmm. once a week. You know, I mean, it does. It, just, it makes you feel better, you know. And it was interesting how you mentioned, you know, a lot of businesses, that's what I noticed, too, Tom, was that, you know, a lot of franchises, they were kind of forced to get to the next base quicker. You know what I mean? They said, we got to right. do something quickly, you know. Um, maybe it would have taken a lot longer, you know, if, if it wasn't for the pandemic. So, I, I mean, I think it's interesting. And, you know, pizza, I guess it's safe to say, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but I, I, I mean, it, it, it's safe to say it's a pretty big industry, isn't it? Oh, it's $42, $43 billion industry. Wow, is it that high? Uh, That's amazing. And, uh, you know, when my father-in-law started and he was trying to borrow money from his father, his father said, well, I don't know, Jim, I think pizza's a fad. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Turns out, turns out he was wrong about that. Right, he was. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, our sales, we were up uh, double-digit. Uh, during the pandemic, our average unit volume is about 1.3 million per restaurant, which is in the top 95% of uh, of the uh, pizza competitors. Um, right. So we we were fortunate. Uh, you know, the, the challenge right now is 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 the labor market is difficult, and so sure. we're yep. doing yep. everything we can to. Uh, we have a few innovative uh, ideas. We have something we're testing right now called not an interview, but a dinner view. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if you come in for an interview, we're gonna we're gonna uh, provide you dinner in form of a pizza. Oh, wow! So, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. that's clever. And we, yeah, it is. The, the it is. Came very clever. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, just I, super interesting. So, that is. That's fantastic. Do you think did, did, did Jim know? I mean, did, did he see? And I know you can't speak for him, Tom, but you know, I mean, you know, he's so he's 19 years old when he started, you know, Donatos, and you know, he starts working at 13 years old. My son is 13 now, and I said, oh my God, you know, you know, Jim Brody was, you know, working in a pizzeria at 13 years old. I got to tell my son that story. But you know, did, did he see the big picture? I mean, of, of where Donatos is today, or would he have been surprised, like if you, you talk to him as the 19 year old person, saying, okay, this is where the organization's going to go. Um, what is his reaction, or what was his reaction? Marty, what a great question. He, Jim is a – he has always been uh, a vision visionary-type person. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. even when he was that young, and he used to take the kids out in their pajamas at night after work under the sign, the first, right. uh, you know, blinking lights that said Donato's, right. and said, we're going to be around the world one day. I mean, he would, t- he would tell the – his little kids that and, wow. and you know that and, and his goal wasn't just to be around the world but it was to really make an impact in every neighborhood and he right. he's always been the kind of person that uh there was a there was a bigger purpose and he he did see right. it he uh he has That's a amazing. knack for visualizing the future and then uh it it tends to happen it may not happen exactly the way he visualized it but right Right, you know, we do, we get there. It's uh, he, he's an amazing guy. He, he must be, yeah. I mean, because it sounds so young to me, nineteen now, Tom. You know what I mean? I said nineteen years old. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, it really is. It's it's it, it's a very impressive story. Uh, it, it really is interesting. What what's been? I probably, I'm sure you have a hundred or maybe even a thousand stories, Tom. But it, what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you? since becoming the president and CEO of Donato's? Like, like I said, there's probably oh, a hundred stories. Tough question. There's, there's a lot, but, but I would tell you, um, so I took this job, ten, I've been here 21 years, and I've been okay. the president and CEO for over 10 years. Right. But if you'd asked me 10 years ago, 
could fast forward and say that we would be selling double-digit sales in cauliflower crust pizza wow. one month before a 100-year pandemic hit. I would right. have said you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, but right. That that's really what happened. Last February, we we introduced uh, cauliflower crust pizza with plant-based sausage, which is you know just a kind of not something you would have thought of you know no. 10 years ago, but. And uh, it, you know, our sales were jumping, and then you know, the the floor the floor dropped out when uh, you know they started closing uh, the restaurant side of the business. Our, our business took a a wobble for a few weeks, and then right. kind of rebounded. Yeah, like everybody but, else, yeah. Um, you know that that's that would be an interesting one. I think there was a, also a, a time when uh, some sort of rogue coupon. Was uh, was you know, like a counterfeit coupon was being sent out throughout oh, no. our entire system, and and customers were coming into our dining rooms in droves. We had we had to close oh, my dining God. rooms. We had crowds outside. We had crowd control. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> my wife my wife and I were having dinner at a restaurant, and our phones started binging. You know, right? Of course, our managers were like saying, "Please make it stop! Make it stop!" <laughs> but there's oh, my God. all sorts of stories, as you say. But uh, oh, that's it, it, it's a fun business. It's a, it's a fun it is a fun business. It's, a fun you know, business. It, it's it's interesting, Tom. How like pizza has changed, like you said. You know what I mean? Like over the years. You know, I remember when I was a kid. I was you know, 19 years old. I remember working in, in a pizzeria. But I mean, it's interesting mm-hmm. how pizza has changed. You know, particularly like you mentioned, you know, over the last maybe five years, ten years. I mean, I see well. There's this organic pizza. There's gluten free pizza. Mm-hmm. I mean, who, who would have ever saw those changes coming, right? Exactly. Exactly. But you know, but you you really do. You've got to keep up with the times, and you yep. you want right. to make make sure you uh, maintain who you are, but also uh, stay current with the times and, sure and i feel like our, our team does a great job with that i'm, I'm super yeah. proud of them that's great what let's maybe we talk a little bit about franchising tom uh, what types of characteristics does donato's look for um in, in in their franchisees when you're meeting with a prospective franchisee you, you probably have some type of idea you know if, if they're going to be a match or not what do you look for yeah you know we are looking for a certain uh set of character traits mostly mm-hmm. obviously there's a financial requirement it's not right. significant or right average investment is about a half a million dollars so it's mm-hmm. not a uh, it's not uh, onerous but we're looking for right. someone that's really committed to the business it's not a it's not we're not looking for passive investors necessarily we're right. looking for right. people that are uh interested in now they're, they they we're looking for you know multi-unit operators mm-hmm. so they may not right. necessarily be a GM level, but they are going to get their uh, their hand, you know, roll up their sleeves, get their hands dirty, and, and be a part sure. of the business. Mostly, we're looking for people that understand people. They they need right. to understand how to lead their teams. So mm-hmm. they've got to have the right kind of characteristics, and they need to lead them in the right way. This isn't a right. command and control company. This is a, a company where. We're all better together, and when we operate mm-hmm. like family. So, how they treat their people and how they treat customers—the um, ones that are most successful are the ones that, um, you know, they're proud to wear the Donato's logo on their sure. shirt, and they're proud right. to go out into the community and partner with schools or churches right. or organizations, and and those are the ones that really are able to build their business and have a good time. So, it's a 
I'm kind of describing the one gentleman that Jim Grody worked for when he was 13 mm-hmm. years old. <laughs> right, know, right, really of course. Friendly with the customers and, yeah. and and really understood his people. And that's that's really what we're looking for. And we also want people that want to grow with us. We've got right. We have a, a pretty um, significant growth trajectory right now, and, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of open territory. So uh, we want people that you know want to come in and be successful with one, two, right. three stores, and then continue to grow from there. So it's a lot that's of upside. Great. That's terrific. What's the training like, Tom? I mean, I'm sure the training cha- changed a little bit. I-, I noticed with you know COVID, you know, starting last year, I, with a lot of the interviews I did over the last year, tra- training did have to change to some extent. But th- th- how does the training work? You know, once someone does become uh, a new franchisee to Donatos. Well, a- a- after we sign them, and, and it varies depending on what kind of level of. Uh, uh, operator we're talking to, but it's about a nine-week right. training program, and okay. they'll bring them to wow. either uh, either into Columbus or sure. in a uh, market near where they're uh, opening, and right. they'll go through you know a pretty exhaust. They, they need to understand all aspects of the business, and yeah, and uh, it, it's really a great program. And uh, to a T, everyone who's been through it was so thankful for it because it's it really yeah. gives a, a real clear picture of what it takes to be successful as a Dallas franchise partner. And your your industry, I mean, I guess you can you can classify it as I mean it, it it's it's a fun business to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and I guess that's what maybe drew you also towards you know maybe the the, the food industry, but. It, it, you, you kind of hinted on some of them, but what, what's a typical day like for a Donato's franchise? See, you mentioned the importance of, you know, wearing the brand name, you know, getting out into the community. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can talk yeah, a little I bit think, about uh, it. It is, it is a, it is a fun job. I think uh, a typical day is going to, uh, there'll be time with their team, likely a pre-shift rally before uh, they get started for the day. Right. Uh, reviewing, you know, what are their goals for the day or for that evening? Um, recognizing people for you know their accomplishments uh, most recently, so there's a bit of a celebration as well as a here's where we're heading uh, today right. or this weekend. Right. Uh, then uh, they'll go visit each restaurant, um, problem solve. They'll probably mm-hmm. help interview, uh, looking yeah. for new people. So they're always looking for new people, right. and then they'll uh, coach and develop. Uh, so if you've got an assistant manager that's you know got some uh, visions of doing something greater, they'll spend right. some time with that uh, AGM or or a trusted associate and talk to them about their future and help uh, grow their career at Donato's. And then right. they'll go out into the community and go to the Chamber of Commerce meetings. And likely, uh, we'll put on the apron and bring pizzas to an event yeah, and great. shake hands and you know, kiss babies and shake hands. <laughs> exactly. With a, with a mask exactly. on now and with gloves on, I guess. But uh, <laughs> that's terrific. Yeah, that's that's great. Though. Yeah. No, I think that's fantastic. And you have, I mean, you have all this, these years of experience, Tom. Um, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise, Tom? Because you know, I mean, there's, there seems like there's so much out there today. I think they said there's something like three thousand thirty five hundred systems, and that we found that you know, doing the show such a long time now, that in the early phases of someone interested in buying a franchise, they're a little bit confused because they say, oh, my God, there's you know, all these different industries and right. you know, all these different choices. From, from everything you've mm-hmm. learned up to this point of working with, 
franchisees. What advice would you give them in their quest to buy a franchise? You know, I, I think the um, the whole the whole uh, key is putting the right resources in the right spot. So I, mm. I'll use a quote from one of my old bosses at Wendy's, Jim Neer, mm-hmm. who uh, he always talked about batteries not included. And what he meant by that was, you know, if you're going to be a franchisee or right. a franchise partner, as we call them, you're buying into a system that exists. So right. don't put your energy trying to change the system or change the recipe or, like, work that side of the system. Put your energy in bringing your whole self into into the right. business. Right. Bring your energy into leading your people. Bring the energy into uh, building the business in the community or giving back to the community. That, I, I've, I've noticed those that are less successful don't put their energy into that, but they're trying to revise something that mm. already is a part of the operating plan that, right. you know, maybe it's not perfect, but if you're spending your time trying to uh, change the recipe or the operating system, may, maybe franchising isn't what you want to do. Maybe yeah. you want to start your right. own restaurant. And right. So I, th- I think the key, but more importantly, I think is put, you know, batteries aren't included. So put your put your whole energy into building a culture within the organization and building a, a reputation in the community. That That's where you'll win every time. You'll win every time. Yeah. No, I think I, I think that's great advice. I love that analogy, batteries not included. It, it's about trust, isn't it, Tom? You know, I mean, if you're going to mm-hmm. invest into a system, you know, like Donato's, is, is you have to have that level of trust, don't you, you know, uh, in order to... Yeah, you really do. And, and you know, we it, it's not to say that, you know, we really do a lot of collaborating with our franchise system. We have an yeah. advisory council, and we okay. meet regularly, and we get advice from them, and they they help guide the business. But once once we've decided, you know, what what the uh, you know what the program is or whatever, let's go ahead and just execute that program. So. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So I can ask you, you know, the final question, Tom, you know, is, you know, as the CEO, I mean, where do you see Donato's? Maybe if you could look into a crystal ball, you know, three years, five years down the road, where do you see the organization? Well, I'll tell you, we, um, you know, I talk about making a difference and and we have this mission to promote goodwill through our Mm -hmm. product service principles and people. And that's really another way of saying we want to, we want to be a company that gives more than it receives. We want to mm-hmm. make an impact. So we, we have a phrase, our, our, our vision phrase is that we want to be a billion-dollar company that gives more than it receives. Wow. That's and awesome. when I say that, I mean, you know, yes, we get $14 for a, uh, a pizza, but what we right. give in return is, you know, we hire 14-, 15-year-olds. Not a lot of companies do that. Right. You know the impact right. that has on young people. We we hire second chance individuals and give them a chance to, to turn great. their lives around and, 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 and we help people, you know, create a vision through franchising that right. they can be successful for their families. So so it's important for us to grow. So uh you know we're probably a quarter of the way there, but uh, mm-hmm. we just announced uh recently that we are now officially franchising uh nationwide. So we have not wow. been great We've only been uh, franchising in, in kind of contiguous areas to our, right, right. our regional footprint, but now we're able to open up to the entire country, and the interest wow. has been huge. So we've got big things coming. 
That's terrific. That is exciting. What's the best way, Tom, for our listeners to get more information on, on Donato's as the franchise opportunity and, and even the product itself, of course? Are there any websites you can kind of direct them to? Yeah, you can just go to www.donatos.com. Uh, we have a franchising tab. Okay. We have uh, you know a menu there. We have information on how we give back. Everything you need will be right there. Or uh, you can call here to our headquarters and talk to Jeff Baldwin as our head of uh, franchise development. Uh, okay. Great individual with a lot of experience who will kind of guide you through the process. That's terrific. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Tom, and I'd really like to invite you back. Interviews. Franchise interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 12 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs who all want. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Jeff Melnick, the president of Boston's Pizza Restaurant and Sports Bar. And Boston's is both a family-friendly casual dining restaurant and an energetic sports bar all under one roof. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Marty. Uh, thanks. Uh, this is my pleasure, Jeff. You know, it was I, I just realized, I checked before the show, you know, last time we had Boston's on the show was almost almost seven years ago. So it's it's been a while. So I know you've had a lot of, you know, great changes and a lot of growth to your business. So I was really excited to speak with you today. Maybe, maybe you could uh, tell our listeners where you're calling from today, Jeff. Um, I'm calling from Dallas, Texas, where our U.S. headquarters is. Oh, fantastic. And, you know, that 50 numbers, that's 50 years, that's quite an impressive number, isn't it, Jeff? You know, we've been doing the show now 12 years, and I can't say we've had a lot of franchise organizations that have been in business 50 years, so that's quite a milestone, isn't it? It really is. It's it's an incredible story behind the uh, the business and what Jim has been able to do with, with mm-hmm. this brand and and how we've been able to grow it for, for the consumer, the guest, as well as our franchise partners. That's great. Maybe you could talk a little bit. I mean, again, it's a long history, Jeff, so you know, going back 50 years is quite a long time. But you know, maybe you know, some of the milestones, you know, how the Boston's, because you know, we have a lot of new listeners since we've last had you on the show, uh, you know, talk about some of those milestones over the last 50 years. I know that the organization actually started in Canada, if I remember correctly. It did. Well, you know, it did. It it, it started in Canada, and and it's. Uh, but it was really more of an, the American dream. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you had Gus uh, Agordis, who uh, was immigrating from Greece uh, nice. to Canada, and um, uh, stopped in Boston on his way. Um, when he landed in Edmonton, Alberta, decided to open Boston's Pizza and Spaghetti Warehouse, and um, found wow. some success and. In the beginning, in 1964, and then lo and behold, uh, Jim Treliving, who was a Royal Canadian Mounted Police officer, came in and had his first pizza experience. If you can believe that, um, wow. had never had the product before, um, and fell in love with it. And uh, while well, was successful in being a, a, a Mountie, is a huge honor. Um, really had a calling for an, an entrepreneurial spirit, so he bought the first franchise. Uh, four years later, and um, then fast forward, he brought down a partner, um, uh, George Melville. Uh, they opened 16 restaurants together and turned around and actually bought the brand from Gus and his family. Um, right. and then after that, they had 44 locations, and now we have over 400 locations in Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. So it's 
Uh, we do over a billion dollars in sales, almost $1.2 billion in sales, all franchise-driven. Um, it's just a, an incredible story for um, our industry, quite frankly. That's fantastic. How do you typically describe Boston's Pizza um, when you're meeting with uh, a prospective franchisee, whether you're at like a franchise trade show, Jeff, or just you know meeting someone in general? How do you typically describe the concept? Well, you know, um, we live off our legacy of pizza, and mm-hmm. uh, but we are so much more than that. Um, right. We really have developed into a very family-friendly um, uh, brand. But also, we kind of use the, the vernacular of two experiences under one roof, but it's even more than that. So we have a, a right. family-friendly side that's uh, dining on that side, and then you have the sports bar that's lively, it's it's fun, it's energetic. And um, on top of that, now we're offering you know, delivery, we have catering, um, we're working into different uh, venues, um, but it's a scratch kitchen. It's the same recipes they were using 50 years ago wow, with a lot, lot more variations. Yeah, we have 80 menu items now uh, and continue to work to innovate. That's incredible. What do you typically, you know, you get to visit many Boston's Pizza Chats. What do you, what do you typically like when you go in, into a Boston's? I know you have a lot of choices. Well, I do. You know, I, I try to, to to try our our newest innovations. You know, we have a buffalo yeah. cauliflower that's just amazing. Oh, wow. um, but then you have to go back to some of the the traditional pizzas. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, we have a pierogi. Um, we bring some of our our long lasting favorites down from Canada. Our cactus cuts, and then as I said, we have new innovation coming on all the time. We have a Korean sausage barbecue pizza that's just stellar. Oh wow! Um, so my waistband certainly shows it. I try to work really hard. <laughs> But um, it's hard not to just keep eating when you're in the restaurant. Of course. <laughs> That's terrific. One of the biggest changes I know is, Jeff, you know, in studying from the last time I had Boston's on the show, you know, seven years ago to today, is it seems like, I mean, technology has really played a significant role in the organization. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. It has. You know, um, I've been doing this for a long, long time, and mm-hmm. we used to just uh, take orders on a on a notepad and, and hang it in the, right. in the kitchen, and now we have... Uh, computer systems allow us to um, customize uh, anybody's order. It goes, talks into the kitchen. It allows us to keep track of ticket times. It helps us with food right. costs. We have a tremendous technology platform. And in addition, what's really exciting is is we have uh, online ordering that's developed and and launching now. We have uh, a new website that is um, customizable for all of our franchise owners, so they can really talk to their community. And I have a, a new product in test where we have handheld uh, ordering and payment, which helps with the guest experience and um, to increase the uh, or improve the timing of the experience as well as decrease labor. So we're working on both sides of the technology platform to take care of the guest as well as our franchise partners and, and help them uh, continue to be profitable. What? Is really impressive about your Boston's Jeff is I mean you're really part of I guess it's safe to say you're part of several industries aren't you I mean it's not just as you see it's pizza you know I mean you're part of multiple industries so I guess it's pretty safe to say I mean you're you're part of a big industry aren't you or industries we really are you know um, uh, we started as a, as solely pizza and yeah. uh, have evolved into purely casual dining. Uh, you know, we are, are not some of the, the other casual dining sports bars out there that's restaurant. We keep a right. family-friendly focus. Uh, but in addition to that, you know, our our business, um, the restaurant industry, is over a $500 billion a year yeah. uh, 
uh, brand or or industry. Right. That is the second largest employer next to the government. So it's massive. And the consumer is changing. We have to change with them. So as I said, we have um, uh, catering. We have delivery through third-party aggregators as well as our own. We're looking at a, a, a airport locations, lots of different venues. Oh, wow. That's terrific. What's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you, uh, you know, since joining um, Boston's Pizza Jeff? I'm, you, you probably have like 100, 200 different stories you, you, you can tell me, but does anything stand out since you've been with the organization? Well, I guess personally, uh, my very first day uh, with the organization um, was at the Franchise Leadership Conference. And oh, wow. so unbeknownst to me, I walked in, I, I met um, Jim, our owner, for the second time, and he said, hey, just so you know, we're going to bring you up on stage and ask you to have uh, some comments for the audience. And the audience, 2,500 people, and oh, um, uh, I didn't know any of them. Um, so uh, that was probably the, the the craziest personal experience I've had. And then I, wow. I guess I do deflect back to I've spent 40 years in the industry, 30 years of it growing up in the on the corporate side. Right. And our ownership structure, so I've worked for public, I've worked for private equity, and now I uh, work for a, a individual ownership. And it is amazing what that allows me to do. I can have a long-term strategy and work towards attaining it and not have to worry right. about constant profits and or what we're going to do this quarter and reporting to Wall Street. So that empowers my team to be able to, to really deliver for the franchise partner. When, what does Boston's? Um, what do you look for in your franchisees today, Jeff? I'm sure it's changed over you know 50 years. You know, but I mean, when you or you know your your franchise development team is meeting with a prospective franchisee, I mean, what types of characteristics or traits do you look for in in your prospective franchisees? Well, hopefully um, they have some experience in the industry, uh, but mm-hmm. that's not a prerequisite. Right. Um, okay. What's a prerequisite is that they have a passion for. Uh, the industry and learning right. about it if they don't already know it. Um, and they have to be an owner-operator. Now, that may not be a long-term vision mm-hmm. for them. It may be an investment where they're going to have other day-to-day oper- operators. But right. they have to want to get in and, and learn the business and all the, the nuances and facets of it because it's a hard business. And we've we've um, talked some people out of uh, franchising after explaining to them how difficult it is to be truly successful. Um, right. So, but having that emotional connection and and wanting to understand how to be successful and follow our our practices and procedures really helps them um, find the success we're looking for. That's great. What is the training like, Jeff? Um, do your new franchisees do they they still come down to corporate headquarters? They do. Um, so they uh, it's a six week program that we mm-hmm. manipulate to break up to the franchise partners schedule um but that includes training here in our in our headquarters with the technology understanding the training platforms as well as in the restaurant um making pizzas and and uh wings and six or six weeks in the restaurant uh learning management skills so they're front of the house for half of that back of the house for half of that um and when they come out they really have an understanding of not only the technology and the systems that are imperative to success but also really how to make sure that we have the highest quality product because our kitchen right. is scratched. You know, we don't bring in in anything pre-made or pre-done. Um, we import our flour from Canada, uh, and after that, it's all following the recipe. Wow. And I guess that's probably attributed to all the accolades. You know, I mean, 
since, again, seven years ago, I mean, there's been a number of accolades that Boston's has had, and I didn't even mention them in the introduction. Um, I, I see the company was, let's say, ranked 464 in Entrepreneur Magazine's 2018 Franchise 500 list. Um, let's see, what you were the brand ranked number 89 in Franchise Times, uh, top 200. I mean, there was a number of different accolades that I didn't even mention. I, I imagine that, you know, all of these things that you're mentioning are is probably attributed to these accolades, aren't they? They really are. You know, uh, one begets the other. So hard work and yeah. focus and working on consistency for the guest and that a guest experience. And, and our food is is stellar. Um, again, having worked in, with a lot of big brands, um, mm-hmm. I couldn't be more proud of the food that we produce on a daily basis. And, and in the franchise world, you know, you, you, you have to work even harder to make sure people stay on right. program. And um, we have committed franchise partners that – that love the brand even after years and years of being with it. That's terrific. Because you've been doing this such a long time now, Jeff, uh, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? We call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of them have it in their mind that they would like to get into franchising. But as you know, I mean, there's just there's so much out there to choose from. So many of our listeners are usually overwhelmed in the, in the beginning stages. Um, from everything you've learned up to this point, what, what would you say to our listeners? Well, I think the first is that you have to do your homework. Um, you have yeah. to really understand the ins and outs. You know, the, I can't tell you how often I've seen people get close to maybe making a mistake or heard stories where they have made a mistake, not necessarily with our brand, but in, with others where a right. lease was uh, got away from them or uh, where they weren't didn't have that, as I mentioned earlier, that emotional connection to really being in this and knowing that it's a long-term commitment. Um, that you only are as good as the last meal you serve that guest and and understanding that commitment. So I think those are two things. One of the other things that I think is really important is to work with the franchisor. Sometimes the numbers can get a little daunting. Um, you know, mm-hmm. We build full-size restaurants, and, and so the capital required can be scary. Um, but right, we have right. a lot of partners that help with not only funding, we constantly work to um, minimize the, the cost of entry, um, and to ensure that there's a great return. But but doing that homework and having an emotional connection and that hospitality gene that you really want to be in the in the business to take care of other people um, is critical for, for the franchise partners that we talk to. Right. So as the president, Jeff, I mean, I could ask you, you know, I mean, if you could look into a crystal ball, you know, three to five years down the road, you know, and, and, and when I interview again in another five years, I mean, where do you, where do you see – Boston's, you know, three to five years down the road. Um, yeah, well, I, I'm st- working through that process on a on a daily basis. But we have so much opportunity here. If you think about it, in Canada we have 400 restaurants, and they only have 32 million people in that huge country of the wow. close to the population of California. Uh, right. And so, if you think of the open white space that we have, the opportunities for us is tremendous. Saying that, though, um, it's tremendously more competitive here. So we are working on a smaller prototype, which will allow us a lot more flexibility. As I said, we have a um, uh, we're working on airports and some some um, non-traditional spaces that we're looking at. So three to five years from now, we're going to have a smaller prototype that's much more efficient, and we'll have Mm. probably have some sort of express model that's going to help us in that non-traditional space in that urban space where we can fit into and, and satisfy that guest craving but not need 6,500 square feet. 
um, and we'll be at 100 restaurants uh, and growing. So um, it's an exciting time to be part of the, the organization and, and have a great team working to, to bring all that to life. That's perfect. How can our listeners, Jeff, get more information on Boston's Pizza? Uh, of course, the franchise opportunity and, and even you know the product itself. Any websites that you'd like to direct them to? Yeah, well, I'd love to, to start with bostons.com. Um, okay. uh, there you can, you can not only find out more about our restaurants and where they're located if you want to go explore, but also where to get information more about franchising. It's impressive. You've been, you were able to get bostons.com. That's a pretty strong domain name, isn't it, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, it really is. We got lucky with that that's, one. That's fantastic. Well, it was great to have you on the show, Jeff, and, and uh, you know, I'd already like to invite you back you know, uh, over the next year or so as, as you continue to grow because I'm a big fan of Boston's and uh, would love to speak with you again. Hey, Marty, I really appreciate it. Franchise Interviews is a great platform, and, and I've enjoyed Thank it. Please uh, reach out anytime. This has been my pleasure, Jeff. And we'll be right back with more Franchise Interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. 
Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today you're going to get to hear from Nick Friedman, who is the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk and Moving Franchise Opportunity. And Nick said something really quite brilliant on our show that we haven't heard in over a decade of doing Franchise Interviews. We started speaking about the four F's of franchising, and interesting enough, we ended up with five F's of franchising as we were doing the interview with Nick. And, um, you know, in marketing, we talk about the four P's of marketing, which is product, price, promotion, and place. So I thought this was really brilliant, what Nick said. So here we go with Nick Friedman, the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity. That's right. What, um, you know, the majority of our listeners, we call them, Nick, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. What types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees? You know, uh, what I like to say is there's four F's when considering mm-hmm. a, a franchise, which is also, I guess, starts with a letter F. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. four F's that come out of a franchise. And I think this is what a prospective franchise should think of when they're considering what franchise they want to pursue. And this is, quite frankly, I think what franchisors should consider when they're evaluating a prospective franchisee. Uh, so right. the first F is fit, is fit. You know, do they mm-hmm. fit? In, in other words, do they have transferable skills that can make them effective at this business? Have they done anything in their prior professional uh, or personal lives uh, that would make them uh, be successful in this type of business. Uh, the second piece is the family side. In other words, does their family uh, support them in them pursuing this endeavor, right. whether it's their husband or wife or uh, uh, kids or, or parents? You know, do they believe in them? Because you don't want things to get tough in their inner circle to say, "I told you so." You want them to, you know, right. kind of cheer them on to get through it. Uh, the financial piece is important. In other words, are they capitalized yeah. to be able to invest in the opportunity, and do they have realistic uh, financial expectations? And then the last F is the fun factor. You know, can we have fun working with this individual? You know, franchises yeah. very much like a partnership, even though that's not typically called that. Uh, so it, you got to have you know an alignment of vision and values to be able to enjoy 
uh, working together. So that's really what we look for. You know, we, we want people that believe in the secret sauce that we've already developed. Uh-huh. We don't want somebody to come tell us that they think it should be done differently. Uh, we want them to tell us that they believe in, 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 in what we've created. And, and sure, we would, you know, want to continuously improve and encourage ideas, but uh, not, you know, we want folks that believe in the system and are going to execute the system rather than trying to shortcut success by doing it, uh, you know, doing it their own way. And I think that's, you know, really no different in our system than any other franchise uh, uh, model that, that is uh, is going to be successful long term. They need to really take into account those factors. That's Yeah, no, that's great, Nick. We have this uh, great quote in franchising podcast. Anytime we hear, you know, Michael Gerber has been in there a couple of times, but we're going to put that one in there because I haven't heard that in, in, in over a decade, and I, I, I think that's great advice to our listeners. It's really fantastic because it's true. I mean, you could really – your business, you could teach to anybody, couldn't you? I mean, pretty much, you know, it's, but, you know, it's interesting in putting those factors in there, you know, like family support, you know, and even at fun, I haven't heard that, you know, but it should be an enjoyable business. And, you know, because it is a stressful situation for the customers, I guess you got to be able to put a smile on your customer's face, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, as you know, there's over 3,000 franchise opportunities out there. So mm-hmm. you know, what's going to separate one from the other? It's, it's got to be something that you can enjoy. And I guess I'll grab another F out of there. I'm, I'm on a roll here. Fulfillment. You know, is, is it something that, yes. uh, you know, we're going to be fulfilled doing day in and day out? Because I think franchising is a lot, a lot like a gym membership. You know, if you join a gym, you've got business yeah. goals. You're getting access to all types right. of equipment, personal trainers, coaches, workout groups, but you still got to go and show up and do the work. So if you buy a franchise, you're getting access to the business model in a box. You're getting access to trainers, coaches, you know, fellow franchisees that you can you know hold each other accountable with. But you still got to show up and put in the effort to uh, to execute that business model. So uh, that's where I think those those factors come into play. Once you decide that you know you do like them. You know, and they like you, Nick, you know, and, and there is a fit, you know, what is the training like? I mean, do they typically come to Florida for training? How does that work? If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Nick Freeman of the College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and then go to our Home Repair and Improvements page, and you'll be able to listen to that whole show with Nick Freeman. It was really a fantastic interview. It's great to finally have Nick on the show. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. It's hard to imagine we've been doing it now over 10 years and uh, it's just amazing to see where the podcast has gone. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes and Franchising, sponsored by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.